Edge is away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. Our show is hosted and produced by a bunch of ex-writers for Real Sport back when they actually covered real sports. Much like them, we are by the fans and for the fans, and we like to have some fun while we try to delve into a bit of analysis as well. Before the season starts in 2023, we've assembled a craft team to run our eye over each squad and predict how their season will go for them. And joining me to talk about the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who finished 10th last year, a surprising 10th, I have Daniel Friend. Friendy, how are you? G'day, Bo. Yeah, ready to go, mate. Talk about the Dragons. I've got a little bit to say here, actually. Ooh, looking forward to that. And for the first time this season, joining us is Kieran Gibson, who moved into Party Central in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley, only to then hover 14 stories above them and look down upon the party scene. Kieran, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Just uh, watching all the, the drunk people stumble around the streets last uh, three months now. I've been in, in my new place, but yeah, doing well. Had six weeks off over the Christie holidays and uh, ready to crack on with ATH for another season. And congratulations on your new job too, by the way. Yeah, thank you. You're heading down to Canberra next week, I believe. Raiders... Raiders country. Yeah, so we'll be down there. I think it's this time. So we were in Geelong last week with the all the NDI A graduates. And then next week is all the APS graduates for 2023. So there's going to be like 350 of us. So, Oh, yeah. lovely. Well, we're not talking about Canberra or the Raiders anymore. We're talking about the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who, are, as I mentioned, finished 10th last year. Now, for those who haven't listened to any episodes thus far, we're going to talk about uh, their coach, their recruitment, their forwards, spine, backline, and a few pointed questions as well as some predictions. And I'm going to get Kieran and Friendy to let us know if they rate or don't rate those certain parts of the squad. And to start us off, I'll start with you, Friendy, because you're a bit experienced now with all this sort of stuff. How do you rate the Dragons' recruitment this year? They haven't been super busy on the market, have they? No. Uh, they've got some sort of journeyman there. Jacob Little, even though he's young, he's probably considered a journeyman now. Um, Ben Murdoch Masilla, who found a little bit of form uh, in New Zealand, but he's sort of, I don't know, Griffin tends to like fitter forwards, and I wouldn't say he fits that mould. So, you know, they've struggled. What about you, Kieran? Do you rate the Dragons recruitment? Uh, No, I don't. Um, They've kind of, they've moved on. A lot of players that weren't really great for their culture but they've also brought in some players that i'm not sure uh how good they are for, i think they really needed an experienced leader that um could have helped turn around the culture especially some of the things we heard about last towards the back end of last season yeah i'm, I'm with both of you guys i also don't rate it and like you're t- touching on there kieran i'm not exactly convinced about any of the culture moving forward at the dragons and like you touched on friendy I'm not sure that a guy like Murdoch Masilla or even Zane Musgrove really improve the leg speed of the Dragons, which I thought was a bit of an issue for them, a bit old and tired. So I'm going to go with not rate. Uh, Friendy, you touched on Anthony Griffin there. He is the coach, has been for a couple of years now. Do you rate Anthony Griffin? Uh, not at the Dragons, if that's a, an answer. Um, I, th- I think the guy can coach, to be honest, but I think – Maybe the, I guess the people he's coaching 
they might not be listening to him anymore. And I'm not sure whether that'll be just at this club or, or if he does find another club in the future. I think his methods might be a bit past it now, a bit too old school for the new generation. Interesting. We have seen a bit of that in sport recently, including in the cricket, uh, where that old school method doesn't quite gel with the millennials and the Zoomers. Kieran, do you rate Anthony Griffin as a coach and specifically of as a coach of the Dragons? Uh, specifically as a coach of the Dragons, no. As a coach, I, I think he's, he's done all right over his time. But um, I think at the Dragons, he, he's coming to a club that's really, really hard to coach to turn around that culture. And there's only maybe Wayne Bennett and Craig Bellamy that could do that. Um, yeah, I think his time could be up quite soon at the Dragons this season. Yeah, I, this feels like one of the, despite the fact that the Dragons finished 10th last year, this does feel like one of those situations where we're probably going to be fairly negative on the Dragons in a lot of parts uh, moving forward here. But it, it's worth saying that he dragged a pretty unimpressive roster to a 10th finish last year. So the guy's not a dead shit as a coach, but... Uh, I, I do have concerns about him, and I'm not sure he's the right option for the Dragons. Let's talk about the forward pack now. They do have some class players in there. Uh, Jack DeBellin's played representative football. So has Jack Bird. Uh, Foy Myono, Blake Laurie, try-scoring legend. Uh, loves loves a meat pie, Blake Laurie. Francis Molo has played State of Origin. Murdoch Masilla, like you mentioned earlier, has played some rep footy too. Jaden Sewer, plenty of quality players, including Aaron Woods, who has a lot of pedigree as well, whether that's earned or not. Kieran, do you rate the forward pack of the Dragons? Uh, no, and I think it's quite... I think Friendy said pretty much this word forward last season that their front um, row rotation, they don't really have, like, after the, the two starters go off, they don't really have that leg speed to really drive through a, a tired pack. Um, if you have Aaron Woods coming on, that's not really going to bend the line. Um, yeah, it's a no for me. Yeah, it's a no from me as well. As we spoke about the recruitment, they haven't really added much to what they've got there now. And I didn't like it last year. So yeah, I certainly don't like it this year. Me too. Absolutely. A a few pretty tired looking players there. I didn't mention Josh Kerr. He was pretty impressive in the All-Stars game just gone. But yeah, it's a no from me as well. What about the spine? There's a few question marks in the spine. My guess is that new recruit Jacob Little will be the hooker. Ben Hunt will be the halfback. He was basically one of the best players in the comp last year. Uh, Talatau Amone, probably not going to play for a while pending a certain situation there. And fullback is probably up in the air as well because Cody Ramsey, who did play well last year, is out for the season uh, with an illness. So it looks like it might be Tyrell Sloan's time to shine. Friendy, do you like their spine? Compared to the rest of the NRL, not particularly. Uh, I mean, Ben Hunt's going to have to have a big season again. And, yeah, Tyrell Sloan, it's all this talk in the media that he's he's flying and he's trained the house down and he's put on weight and all this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it, he was the big dog in the, the lower grades. But, yeah, as we've seen in first grade, he, he's yet to prove anything really. So, yeah, I, I don't rate this one, no. Yeah, outside of Ben Hunt, not really. It's a, a a spine that's largely built up on potential, but that hasn't lived up to it just yet. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's a footballer in Tyrell Sloan, there's a footballer in Jaden Sullivan, but until we see it at this level, it's hard to rate that spine. Uh, and Moses Mbai, it feels like he's been living off potential his entire career, and now he's like 30-something. So maybe he plays 5-8, I'm not sure, but... It's a not rate for me as well. And let's talk about the back line. They do have some young talent. Uh, the Fine brothers, of course, are super talented. Ravalawa is a bit of a wrecking ball. Uh, Moses Suli 
probably had a career best season last year. So, Kieran, do you rate the Dragons' back line? I think it's um, NRL standard. I'll say that. Um, I, I think it's a pass mark for me, but I, I wouldn't quite say rate. I didn't even mention Zach Lomax. I, it remiss of me to to not mention him. He was in the Origin squad in 2020. Friendy, do you rate the Dragons' back line? I don't mind it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with don't rate uh, just because it's compared to the rest of the NRL, but... It's not as bad as yeah the other parts of the squad. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of like you, so I'm and Aring, and I'm probably going to go with don't rate. But I tell you what, if they can get the best out of Lomax, Suli, Fine, like there's some footballers there. So I'm going to go don't rate at the moment. But I wouldn't be shocked if you ask me the same question next year. It'll be rate, uh, but we'll see. Now let's talk about some more pointed questions about the Dragons, uh, and you. You mentioned it earlier, I think, Friendy, you mentioned it, that Ben Hunt had an amazing year last year and he probably needs to have it again for the Dragons to be any sort of chance at being regularly competitive. Friendy, the question is, will he continue his amazing form? I think he'll continue playing really well. I think Benny Hunt's at that point of his career where the maturity and the experience um, has caught right up to his physical uh, talent as well. So really good player, Benny Hunt. Had a great year last year, and I, I think he'll do really well again. Whether he reaches the same heights as he did last year, I'm not too sure, but, um, yeah, I think he'll play well. Uh, yeah, I think he'll play really well again. He uh, he doesn't seem to be someone that um, his form is affected by his team's uh, current form. I think he, he seem, comes across as really self-motivated, which I – guess goes to speak to uh, the experience that Friendy was talking about that he now has. Um, he had a bit of a lull after he left the Broncos um, and during that time after the grand final as well, but um, he's really shown that he's a class player. I think he'll have a good season again. I think he will too. I don't think he'll be as good as he was, um, but I'm just really happy for the guy that he's, you know, he has a different legacy now apart from that dude that had a really good 2015 and then dropped the grand final kickoff you know like I, I hated that for him so i'm glad that he has a few other strengths to his bow now but yes he'll be amazing i don't think he'll be as amazing now we've all talked about anthony griffin uh saying that we think that he can coach but maybe maybe that he's not the best fit for the dragons kieran anthony griffin will he be the first coach sacked this year I had a look at the Dragons, um, I think it's first nine to ten rounds, and they have a fairly soft run. So, I don't know, it could go either way. If, if they lose a few of those games early on and then you start thinking, well, are they going to be able to turn that around and get a bit of momentum? I think he could he could easily be the first gone, but um, because of the soft draw, I'll say he won't be. Interesting. What do you think, Friendly? Come on. <laughs> cactus. Yeah, he is absolutely cactus. So, it's a race between he and Holbrook, uh, and I... Yeah, I reckon probably, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, yeah, let's go hook. See you, mate. You'll be hooked. <laughs> I think he's the first cap off the rank for me. I'd probably also throw Adam O'Brien into that mix as well. If the Knights... Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> and, uh, and the last pointed question I have regarding the Dragons is Jack Bird. Now, what to do with Jack Bird? He's one of the most versatile players in the squad and, and arguably one of the best utility value kind of players in the league. Now, I mentioned that there's a there's a gap at 5'8 that they need filling. There's also a gap at fullback if they were that way inclined. Uh, he's been playing a lot of edge back row recently. 
he's also pretty well suited to the lock forward position. Friendy, I think he should play lock forward. Do you rate that or don't rate that? I rate that massively. I think he's an out-and-out number 13. He reminds me of, of obviously not as good, but you think back to the late 90s and Freddie Fittler was playing a little bit of lock. I think Jack Bird's almost like a bigger version of that. I think, yeah, ball playing, size, footwork, speed, it just fits everything. It's perfect for the, the modern-day lock, which is almost a throwback to the late 90s lock. So, yes, rate it. Um, I think lock as well. He he seems to have that personality where he, he wants to be getting the ball plenty but also doing a lot in defense. I think he's struggled a little bit over the last few years with injury, which hasn't helped him keep the weight off because when I see him play, he looks a bit oversized. But um, if he can stay injury-free and, and stay on the park, I honestly think he's one of the be- most versatile players in the co- or best versatile co- uh, players in the competition. Yeah, as I said, I think he, he should be the lock. I've heard that Jack DeBellin is in the frame for that and he has played rep at that level. But I just worry about, you know, the time that he had out of the game. I think he's lost a bit of that speed, a bit of that touch uh, which Jack Bird has in spades. So I would be going Jack Bird if I was Anthony Griffin. Boys, where are they going to finish? I'll give you the option of a bracket. So top four, fifth to eighth, ninth to twelfth, or bottom five. And Kieran, this is your first episode, so why don't you give us the first go? Uh, bottom five, Dragons, I'm sorry. <laughs> so tenth to the bottom five. Friendy, what do you think? Bottom five for me. And that would round out your bottom five, wouldn't it? It would, yes. They might come up in my bold prediction in a second too. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, yes, bottom five for me as well. And, Friendy, you have teased us with that bold prediction. It's the last thing we do on the show. What is your bold prediction for the Dragons? They will be receiving a big wooden spoon at the end of this year. Ooh. Dragons, unfortunately. I've got a couple of mates who are Dragons fans, so I might tell them to listen to most of this podcast. Maybe not the end, but, yeah, wooden spooners. <laughs> I... I rate that. I rate that. That probably would have been mine, but I'll change mine on the fly. Kieran, what's your ball prediction? I will say despite getting close, either with a wooden spoon or close to it, I think Ben Hunt will be in, I don't know if this is really bold, but I'll say Ben Hunt will, ben Hunt will still be in the top 10 for the Dally M. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll take that. I will go with, I've got a funny feeling about Josh Kerr after seeing that All-Stars game. I reckon he's going to make a state of origin squad this year for Queensland. He's a Queenslander. So he has been there before. Uh, in the squad, and I don't know. I've got a funny, funny feeling about Josh Kerr. So Josh Kerr in a Queensland squad is my bold prediction. Boys, thank you very, very much for your thoughts. Thank you, Friendy. Thank you, Kieran, and thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, please, and also rate if you can wherever you get your podcast, so that you can subscribe and get some more above the horizontal action in the next episode. We'll be talking about last year's ninth place Broncos. But until then... Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for Real Sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Steppen, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You know what's tricky sometimes? Picking who is going to win at the Oscars. 
You have to get yourself to a cinema to see all the movies, or at least have all the possible streaming services to make sure you don't miss a single one. You have to pay attention to all the precursor award shows to see who's winning so far. The Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, they're the pretty obvious ones. But don't forget the Critics' Choice Awards, or the SAGs, or the DGAs, or the PGAs, or the Eddies, or the Gothams, or the AFI Top 10, or the National Board of Review. Ugh. Exhausting, right? Or you can just join me for a Academy Watch on the We Made This Podcast Network. I'm the host, Bo Nicholson, and I've been reading the trends, keeping stats, and seeing as many movies as humanly possible, and I can tell you who the big players will be on the big night. Me and a different guest each week will also be dissecting one of the key movies each season, including giving out personal awards and diving into them thematically. Will everything everywhere all at once remain the frontrunner and win Best Picture? Or will a film seize the momentum late in the season to storm home, like Coda did last year? Time will tell. But what I do know is that as it happens, you'll hear it on Academy Watch, wherever you get your podcasts.